Coming in hot, 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 Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Coming in hot, 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 Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Hey, hey, welcome back to I Date Money. I'm your hostess, Lisa Drennan, and today we have Joe, the Unicorn Coach. She is an experienced and passion leader, speaker, transformational trainer, mom, wife, and friend. She has over 17 years of experience working with Fortune 100 companies like Goodyear and PepsiCo and the leading personal development companies like Mindvalley and coached over 15,000 around the world. Joe is passionate and empowering women to have it all without doing it all. I love that. <laughs> that is so beautiful. What can we have all? I mean, when I think of that, I just see like this abundance of just, you know, travel and services and, you know, all the things, lots of chocolates in there too. Ferro Rochers are everywhere. <laughs> So when you say you you can have it all without doing it all, can you dive a little deeper into that? Absolutely. So it is actually that part of abundance. Um, I start helping women because I'm a little bit of um, a feminist. And my hypothesis is that once upon a time, many hundred years ago, the patriarchy starts seeing the power that we as female had. There is something very unique about females. And that is that we always are thinking about the win-win. Mm -hmm. We are always thinking about the collective. We are always thinking about the community. And I, my, my hypothesis was that back then they were like, ooh, we need to stop this train or they are going to take us out of business, out of leadership. And then they bring this veil of lie of, Things need to be really hard mm -hmm. for you as a female. Doesn't help that they create all the rules uh, based on them. But then we learn since we are little that we need to compromise, that we need to negotiate. And then since we are little, we learn that, yeah, that fairy tale idea of having it all and abundance and being able to have everything that you want in your health and your body and also your finances and your money and your relationship is not possible. So then we learn to compromise and say, okay, I'm going to sacrifice my health and then I'm going to have what I want in relationships and money. And I just think that that's a rule, a garbage rule something that is there to hold us back. So 
I think that in the last 20 years, we are been waking up from that. But then what is happening is that more, we have more that desire of there is something else. It should not be like this. I should not be able to compromise. But what is happening is we are going to all the other side, where is then I have to do it all. And that is what is running us into that perpetual hamster cycle. I try to do it all. I physically cannot, so I burn out. Therefore, I reinforce the limiting belief that I cannot have it all. Mm-hmm. And the 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 magic here is saying you can have it all without doing it all. So you can actually enjoy it and don't and break that cycle of trying to have it all by doing it all, getting burned out and then reinforcing, well, I need to compromise again. Yeah. Our thoughts are the most powerful tool that we have. And, you know, we put our own limits on ourselves. Like my favorite thing to tell myself is get out of your own way. (laughs) Do the thing. (laughs) Like you, you have this beautiful gift and talent, use it and get out of your own way and stop creating these stories. And when it comes to money, we tell ourselves so many stories. What's the biggest story that you've told yourself about money? That I have to work really hard for it. Mm. Uh, I have a background from, I'm from Colombia originally, and I grew up watching both of my parents always talking, money doesn't grow on trees. Mm -hmm. Uh, You need to work hard. One of my favorite that I hear growing up was, they call it work because it's something that that is hard for you to do. They will not pay you to do something that you like. That is why it's called work because you have to work for it. Um, so all of that in the first seven years of my life made me think that plus my perfectionist lifestyle, start having that limiting belief of, oh, I need to work really hard to have it, mm-hmm. to enjoy money. I need to work really hard to be worthy of having money. Yeah. And it's a very common belief. It's funny because I was golfing this morning and the ladies I was golfing with, they're like, oh, you have to go to work after this, don't you? And I'm like, work? No, I don't work. (laughs) I retired from my 30-year career job. That was work. Uh, It was very fulfilling. And But we did work really hard. And now I just get to have fun and play. (laughs) I mean, this is not work compared to what I used to do. So I love how you put that in perspective. Uh, When you think about the money doesn't grow on trees. My my mom used to say that to me all the time. I'd be like, yeah, it does. It's, it's made out of paper. <laughs> it grows on trees. Why don't we have more of it? And then her response would be, well, money goes where money is. And I'd be like, I want to be where money is. How do I get there? So I've always had this relationship with money where I've imagined money as a person. And when I was little, money was my imaginary friend and, you know, we would do fun things together and it was, you know, have all this beautiful imagination. Um, But I was often told no as a kid. What was your earliest childhood memory around money? My earliest childhood money with money was that I didn't deserve, that I had to work really hard and that I have to, I didn't deserve what I make. So I grew up as a Jehovah Witness. And I don't know if you're familiar with that, but Jehovah Witnesses go door by door Mm -hmm. with their little magazines. 
And my dad, when I was probably four or five, used to put me in the front of the door to talk with people. So, of course, if you see a, if you see a grown up, you are more likely to say like, no, I'm not interested. But if you see a four year old articulating to you something, well, the chances are that you probably are going to hear more and then that you probably are going to receive the magazine. And I don't know how it works now because I'm being out of that. But back then they will give you a donation. Mm hmm. So I remember getting the donation and being so proud because I make this money. Like <laughs> I work for this money. Like I talk with this lady that I never saw before and she gave me money. And then I remember going down out of the house and my dad asking me to give him the money because it was not my money, it was God's money. And I feel so frustrated about it. Because then I was like, no, it's not God's money. God was not the one that was doing that. It was me. So it's my money. And I want to give it to I want to give it to you. But then of course I had to. So that is one of the earliest ones that I um, had around money that reinforced the belief of you have to work really hard. Because if you don't work really hard, then you are not worthy to have it. Right. Wow. That's such a great impression. Like being so young and, and sharing, you know, that message and then getting money and no, you have to give it to me. And I was like, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> you think you've always had the entrepreneurial spirit? I, I was actually reading a, a, a research about this. Um, I had the trademarks, but also as part of being the firstborn, the first daughter, I also have a lot of that, that good girl syndrome. So I had all the trademarks, like, for example, I'm dyslexic. I'm always thinking out of the box. I'm a leader. I don't follow. I'm always like, I want to create. I want to lead. And I think that for many years, I fight against that. And I was like, no, I want to comply with that good girl syndrome of, making my dad happy. Actually, for example, sharing about that, uh, when I finished college, I actually want to be a doctor, a medical doctor, a surgeon. And I am being an engineer because of that good girl syndrome of this is what my dad thinks that is the best choice. And he's a lot older than me, so he knows better. Uh, but I remember when I was at school, I remember getting little boxes with candies. And because I was a little of rebel, I would sneak them at school and I will black market sell the candy and the gum to like the younger children, all the younger kids in the school and get some money there. And I always was very creative into what I can do um, to get money and what I can do to help others were two things that I was always are very, very into my values. One of my values is justice and fairness. So it was always about that. And it took me almost 15 years in corporate America to say, okay, this is not working. I need to change something. And that is when I start my entrepreneurship, uh, journey several years ago. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I I love the fact that you sold candy. <laughs> like, oh, I, I can actually make money doing this. 
my it brought me back to the memory of my son selling a, a little snow shovel to the neighbors up the road for twenty dollars. I'm like, you cannot sell that for twenty dollars. He had come home, he had twenty dollars. I'm like, where'd you get twenty dollars from? He's like, I sold the shovel. I'm like, what shovel? And it was a, a little kid's snow shovel. And I was just like, to who? Who bought that for twenty dollars? That's outrageous. I made him go give the money back <laughs> and get the shovel. And I was like, no, you can't sell your shovel. <laughs> It, it, it's it's and that that is part of what I'm trying so hard with my son to break um, those beliefs. Right? You make me remember one one of friend of mine. You may know. Uh, she was talking about her son coming and saying like, "I'm gonna." She he convinced her to buy her like these energy drinks, and he was snuggling in the school. And then she was like, uh, "How many you drink?" And then he, yeah, "How many you sold?" And she like, "Not many." But tomorrow I'm going to sell because if not, the price is going up to double. And I told them that today. So <laughs> sometimes we just have some of that intuition. And instead of pulling them down and saying, no, 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 is how powerful it is and how much different our life will be if our generation was supported with those things instead of saying, oh, you're going to be in trouble or no, you're not going to do this. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I like that little entrepreneur entrepreneurial move. Price is going up double tomorrow. You know, get them while they're hot right now. <laughs> and and it's beautiful because it's beautiful because doesn't have that limiting belief of what we have of how I'm gonna double my prices tomorrow. Like mm -hmm. if uh, from two thousand to four thousand, that's a lot. They don't even have that perception, so they are like they are not buying them. I'm going to make a double and then they <laughs> better will buy it. It's, it's beautiful to see that, that purity of how much we sometimes overcomplicate our own journey. Yeah. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with their pricing and, you know, I have a few clients who price way too low when they first start working with me. I'm like, you, okay, do you know how many clients you need to make the amount of money that you say you want to make? at these chart at these prices and like what are you doing like what's the value of it and whatever value we put on it is the value that it is but so many especially when we're starting off are like well, I can't charge that much did you have that same struggle absolutely absolutely i think that as an entrepreneur i think that we go in a grow journey and that is so powerful why People had people like you and me to accelerate that curve, but it's from going into, um, I work and I get a salary. Then I move into, I now work for myself and I'm entrepreneur, and then I'm exchanging time. So I have an hourly rate. So I'm putting a value on my hour. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it's like, it's not my hour because that hour is giving you the results because of the thousands of hours that I spent before having what I have. So from there, they go into actually more like um, the value of the result. And then finally, the value of the potential. That is finally where we get into that, that upcoming of, of, first, I love changing the mark. It's not price. I love to talk more into investment because one mm -hmm. of the breakthroughs for me was instead of feeling that they were paying me, so it was like more a transaction, like they are paying me to perform for them, which make it 
reinforcing the belief I have to work really hard, make it in my own mind really hard for me to carry the responsibility of delivering the results because they are paying me for the results. Then I change it into no, they are investing in their own journey. Mm -hmm. I am just there walking the path with them. So in that way, it's not they are not paying me for my time. They are investing in their journey. And I happen to be the person in the path that is the best match to hold their hand and walk with them for a little bit of that path. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. It's definitely an investment. And I like how you turn that around. You know, our money <laughs> mindset is, is so important. Our thoughts are the most powerful tool that we have. And when we understand what is the reasoning behind our thought process and where does this belief come from? That's when we get to multiply our money. That's when we get to activate wealth because we have that better understanding that relationship. So thinking about money as a person, tell us what your relationship is like now as compared to what it was like when you first started your entrepreneurial journey. You share half of the story. I literally start treating it as a person that I love and respect. There was an exercise um, of if money, if you were treating your husband, if you were treating your son like you are treating money, how that relationship will be going? And the next is how we're like, well, they probably would not like me much. They probably will not like to spend a lot of time with me. And then I start saying, then I start refining really like, wow. Then as you did, I start saying, okay, no. So instead of unconsciously seeing it as something intangible, I made him person that mm -hmm. I have not only a date, but an affair with. I always tell my husband that the only person that I am allowed to have affair is with Mr. Money. Um, <laughs> that is saying like, okay, how I can treat money with the same kindness, love, unconditional love, respect, gratitude that I do my husband. That is my soulmate and is the best gift in my life. Um, so my relationship with money now is that is a relationship that I think is a journey of me doing all that and still healing that relationship of um, over 35 years. So I started this journey with this relationship with money like maybe four or five years ago. But like any traumatic abuse relationship, if you know anything about relationship, it's not like you take the person out of the abuse and the next day they are healed and ready to have a healthy relationship. It takes time for them to actually build that trust and build those bones. And I think that that is the part of the journey that we need to honor and actually be patient. One of the things that I believe um, is kind of against us with social media and internet is that we are so used to it. I have everything now, mm -hmm. right now. So, what do you mean? I repaired my relationship with money for the last three months. Why is not perfectly fine? Well, how are you treating money for the last 35 years? I mean, it's improving, but I also think that it takes some time for those healing and those bonds to be completely, if you are treating it as a person, like I see him, is now is, yeah, you are one of the persons that I call it money and my inner child are the two 
people that spend the most time with me and they always will spend most time with me because they are being with me since I was born. <clears throat> but then now is that part of being grateful with him, uh, being playful with him. Don't complain when he is not here and don't complain all the time. Um, be there for them and appreciate it not giving it for granted. That is something that I did give a parallel with my husband. How many times we give for granted our partner because it's so good. Mm -hmm. So it's becoming so good that we don't say, hey, thank you so much for that. I appreciate that. No, it becomes part of the of the picture until it's not there. Same sometimes happen with money. We forget to appreciate what we are having with the money and we only notice it when it's not there. But then we are in trouble. So that is how my relationship with Mr. Sexy Money uh, is been evolving. And how it is right now is uh, I'm working on building a very loving, respectful, grateful relationship where we are actually partners and we are doing this um, life journey together. Mm -hmm. Well, I love that. That's right up my MO. That's what I specialize in. <laughs> so that's beautiful. When you think about your business finances versus your personal finances, do you tend to marry those two together or are you really good about keeping them separate? Because of my background in engineering, I am very good at keeping numbers and things like I always tell them um, as a ruler, I have always... 3 million spreadsheets and I have everything with numbers where I found the gray line between the two of them is on the conscious part of treating my personal uh, bank account almost as an employee as all the other employees. I think that that is where the the gray line is in in being consistent into the pain myself, I can get very into my um, entrepreneur um, investment, what is next, and then just keep investing, keep moving. And then I'm like, oh, it's been almost the end of the month and you didn't pay the most important employee in your company. <laughs> the one is that is giving you all all the all the geniuses with your clients. So I think that that is where for me is being the the biggest journey in that gray zone. Uh, for everything else, because of my engineering background, I'm it's very easy for me to keep things like separate into this is home and this is business. I love that. See, it's so important to keep it separate. <laughs> <laughs> Not for just not for just tax purposes, but just for the sense of, you know, operating in the best way possible and giving every dollar a job. It's so important. Um, and one of the things that I teach my clients is the money multiplier system. It's it's like the ultimate unconventional method of managing money. And when it comes to the money multiplier system, we have money buckets for everything. And one of our buckets is fun money. Do you allow yourself fun money? And so what do you what's your favorite thing to do with it? Um so <clears throat> what I say is I normally have between 10 and 20% of, of that revenue into that uh, fund money and self-care. So one of my practices is at the beginning of the month, I have a process to actually create some goals 
into what I want to accomplish this this month in terms of revenue, in terms of clients, in terms of impact. And then I start putting some, my engineering mind, some goals, like, okay, silver gold, gold, diamond. And then the fun part is I start saying, okay, what is going to be my celebration for achieving this goal? And that is where I use some of that fun money. So I love, for example, one of my favorites is going for a full four hours to one of the best spas here in the U.S. that are that is here in Ohio, where I completely can go off and spend two hours and a half, three hours, bash with hot tub, with the steam water. That is for me one of those fun um, ones. One that I start recently on that fun money is ballet classes. Oh. Because also for my perfectionist uh, traits and my ruler in the eight archetypes, that is part of what I do in my program, I always tend to think I need to invest smartly into something productive. You will not believe how many times I'm being in the hot top in the spa and I'm like, oh, I better hear Lisa's podcast to make this productive. So I cannot. So <clears throat> I'm also recovering to that. So, for example, one of those was ballet. I never did ballet as a little girl. was always a dream. So fun. I just invest on my ballet outfit and I start learning ballet at 40 years old. Um, and I think that is so important because one of the things that I also tell my clients is we always wait to celebrate when we think that is big enough. So I'm going to celebrate when I get to six figures. I'm going to celebrate when I have a full um, month of clients book. I'm going to celebrate when. And what we don't realize is that the biggest hack is when we celebrate the small progress victories, that is going to accelerate even more reaching that big goal because then we are anchoring our brain. Oh, I did this little thing that was positive and now I'm rewarding myself and I'm having fun and I'm going allowing myself to enjoy the money. But I also think I, probably you are being seeing this with your clients all the time. That is, I'm not allowed to enjoy the money. Mm -hmm. well, what do you mean? Money is there to be safe and to invest. Uh, and God forbid that I actually enjoy myself with the money that is coming to my life. Yeah, I love that answer. Thank you so much for sharing that perspective. And <laughs> it's so amazing how you describe that. It's like, just put me right into that world and I can get to see that vision that you've created. So that's awesome. And having fun money is just exactly that. It's just really enjoying the money that you have and the experiences. Um, so many shortchange themselves and they're like, no, I don't want to do that. And when you think about the challenges of your business and the finances and, you know, building out teams and, and expanding, what has been the biggest challenge for you? In terms of mindset, getting into that level of trusting that is always going to be more from where what it is already here came from. And then the consistency, that in terms of mindset probably is the biggest one. And mindset is getting to a place of trusting that where all of these came from, where all of these six-figure years came from, there is more of that. One, For example, one of my most impactful 
coaching moments was talking about money into this trading I actually had in front of me. And is um, somebody was talking with me and saying, okay, what if you see money as the ocean? If you are going to take water from the ocean, you can pick your container. You can pick a spoon, a bucket, a big tug, a 45-gallon, a trailer. You can pick whatever. Whatever container you use is going to be enough water in the ocean for you to fill. So it's not the ocean. It's what you choose to have as a container. So that is being part of that trust in the mindset of working, understanding that there is always more from where this came from. <clears throat> and then from the business perspective as a female entrepreneur is learning to lead from a female energy and stop trying to lead from that 24 hour cycle male energy that unfortunately is 90 over 90% of what we see and the, the books that we have available and all the education that we have um, because that tends to trigger a little more that perfectionist and that burnout. And then balancing that I can do business like me and that I can do business from that female energy and that that is okay. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to fit how... 90% of the people do business because they are trying to do it with the male energy. I can mm -hmm. do it in a way that works for me. So I think that those are the two that are being the ones that are being the biggest challenge uh, over the last couple of years. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that in, in so many because we, especially as leaders, you know, you lead with masculine energy, but having that feminine side of it is so important to have that balance. So you get to fulfill the dreams and the goals that you have creating those, you know, I call it the money buckets. When you create your money buckets, what is it that you want to do with money? And as you increase your, your sales, your services, and you bring on the clients that you choose to work with, you get to do all these beautiful things. You get to create this beautiful impact, this reciprocal energy of giving and receiving. So share with us what what's your specialty? How do you who do you help and how do you help them? So I help um type A perfectionist woman to break from the illusion that they cannot have it all and help them to create a path into they can define. First, what have it all means to them, and then work into the part of the limiting beliefs that are holding them back to actually move forward into that path of living the life that they want, having it all in mainly the main three areas of life that is in their health, their money, their finances, and their relationship. And then why I do it, like you were saying before, there are so many studies that show that if you put a female and a male on the same level of abundance, income, privilege, the female tends to impact her surrounders and her community a lot more because of that that we were talking at the beginning of the episode that is in our DNA. We are always thinking in how I can help, how I can do win and win. So I truly believe that allowing more women to have it all and to empower the lives where they can actually stop that survival, 
compromising, not feeling completely happy and let them be happy and know that they can do it will actually ripple effect into transforming the world and knocking wood, change it on time so our children and grandchildren can actually have um, a better place to live. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and all of that. What is one financial um, tip that you can share that helped you with you in your business or personal life? Okay, I will give you two, one from the mindset and one practical engineering. The practical engineering is know your money. So know where your money is coming where your money's going, you will not believe how many people just are afraid of that. Like do the, get with Lisa, with somebody that help you to heal that and be able to really know where your money is, where your money is coming from. So you can have that perspective. So you can feel empowered in taking decisions based on not fear, but reality. So that from the engineering perspective, like make pace with spreadsheets and, and use ways to track and know what you're having. And then from the mindset, the concept of upgrading, like you were saying, as more grateful you are for what you have, as more the universe wants to give you, one of the beautiful things of keeping that gratitude constant is don't break that all or nothing of, I don't have nothing now and I need to wait until I can have, I don't know, the... Uh, house beach and the Rolex and the Porsche, but how I can, from what I have, upgrade something in my life that make me feel more abundant. And sometimes it's simple. I will tell you a little fast, uh, an example it was one of my best upgrades. My husband and my husband is a lot less organized than I. In the kitchen, he normally had a big, ugly olive oil bottle next to my stove. And I hate that stupid bottle. You will not believe how many times we fight because I put it in the cabinet and next day he had it in the top of the kitchen and I put it in the cabinet. So I compromise and say, okay, I'm going to live with it. Last year, I was like, no, no, I'm going to upgrade. I went to Amazon. It literally cost $25. I bought two beautiful glass um, containers for oil with beautiful labels. They came the next day. I pour the olive oil in the container. He's happy because he had it there and I don't see the ugly bottle anymore. So every time that I go to my kitchen, I'm like, oh, I feel so abundant. I feel so expansive. It looks beautiful. So the other tip is use those small upgrades that are at your reach level right now to help you to get into that frequency of expansion and abundance because it is there for you, waiting for you. I love that. Thank you so much. Um, what's the best way for our audience to connect with you? Um, if you want to connect with me, you can go to my website, joeunicorncoach.com or can reach out to my social media, Instagram, joeunicorncoach, Facebook, joeunicorncoach. I handle my social media personally. So if they want to send me a DM, I will be more happy that um, to chat a little bit more about any questions or anything else that they want to hear from me. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Joe. Appreciate you being on the show. For those of you listening, check the show notes. If you want to narrow in on what you're doing, what, what 
defines having it all and being balanced in your wealth, health, and relationships, connect with Joe, check the show, the show notes for those links. And remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make, it's what you do with it. Thanks for tuning into the show. Give us a five-star review and share it with your friends. Get ready to activate wealth. Be the next millionaire with a simple adjustment of your finances using an energetically aligned money multiplier system. You get to build wealth by partnering with money. It's time to have fun with finances. Pick a date. The link is in the show notes to book your wealth activation call where you will get the one solution to multiply your money. Remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make, it's what you do with it.